0: What up, world? It's your past first point guard and Blazer beat writer Mike Richmond. You are listening to another episode of Locked On Blazers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, available wherever you get podcasts. Recording this episode live from the funny closet inside the Motor Center, and I am joined by Bleacher Report's Sean Heiken. Sean, how you doing? Doing all
1: right. How about
0: you? Oh, better than the Blazers, man. And that's always the measurement.
1: That's, I mean, and you and it's usually a pretty low bar these days. It, what is this? Four, four in a row? Four losses
0: in a row, uh a loss a tough loss to the Clippers, uh, where they just got out talented in the last four minutes, and then really a brutal one tonight at the Moda Center where they got sixty points from Damian Lillard and somehow managed to lose. Um I mean, can
1: I put an asterisk on the sixty, by the way, because I fifty seven. I mean, can we can, <laughs> it was the, was that maybe like the the stupidest way that like a you know all NBA level guy got his career high because franchise for, record franchise record for those of you who weren't watching the game Dame had 57 they were dribbling out the clock by uh, they were down they were down by seven and then uh, Dane hits a three at the buzzer to so that they only lose by four and he got to 60 so you yeah. know congratulations to him yeah yeah we're really
0: happy for you Dame. everyone was tr- talking about how excited they were um I guess that's the big story for me is that when I've watched this team over the last little bit, and we don't have to go like deep into the details of any of these games, but when I've watched them for the last week, I feel bad for Damian Lillard.
1: Well, this, I mean, this is like, if you want to talk
0: about, you know,
1: coming into the season, you know there was kind of this buzz of like, oh, is this the year Damian Lillard can become not just kind of like, a, oh, a cute story, down-ballot MVP candidate might have a legit case. If the Blazers make the playoffs, the way this is going, like... This is, like, the, what Dame has to do every night, because they're, like, they're not getting anything out of anybody else. Yeah, CJ's like, been a mess. We'll like, talk about him later. Anthony Simons was, had a really good game last night against the Clippers, but, like, anybody besides, like, Dame, like what Dame has to do? Terry kind of hinted at it tonight after the game. Uh, he was, you know, they were asking, you know, someone asked him, like, what, what, what the most frustrating about losing this uh, game, and he basically said, like, it's it's tough to lose any game, but, you know, Dame is a special player. He, should, he was basically subtweeting, like, everybody else on the team, basically. Everybody except Dame needs to step up.
0: Yeah, I mean, so let's let's start with CJ. Uh-huh. Like, he's better than this. Just his like his ability. He's he is. This is a, a shooting slump. But I think what the, what when he goes in shooting slumps, for me, what it underscores is how little else he does. Like, he's a great offensive player, and when he's not a great offensive player, you get games like tonight where he was the seventh best blazer on the floor. Maybe, like, is. Is his sidekick status in jeopardy or am I overreacting to five games where he's shot the ball poorly?
1: I don't know. Anthony Simons is kinda of coming for the throne. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't know. I mean CJ is has I mean this is I don't know, CJ just doesn't doesn't I mean he's always kind of been like the number two guy he doesn't have that, you know, ability to just like completely take over a game that Dane does and you know, he's a, he's a very good number two scorer, but like he gives you so little on the defensive end, especially like I I don't know. I think I, I tend to think he's going to be fine.
0: Yeah, that's kind of how I feel too. But like, like he
1: has like a long enough track record of being, you know, he, he, he's good. You know, whenever you're a shooter, like you're going to go through slumps like this. I think he's
0: going to ultimately
1: be okay. But this is definitely concerning right now.
0: Yeah, I, that's that's my thoughts too. Is that they're so thin? Uh, more injuries tonight. Scalabasier went down with uh right ankle sprain rodney hood left after six minutes with the back spasms and it sounded like just talking to cj that it this could be a longer term injury than just like like i i, I for hood he said like i think rodney went is out you know he, he used like a players don't always know about injuries so i don't want to read too much into that but, um, no, but,
1: like, I still, like, if you're a player, you probably have a better sense of, unless you're, like, the team doctor, like, a player is going to have a better sense of what his teammate is dealing with, because that he, the CJ has probably had an injury similar to that at some point in his career, so if he's talking to Rodney and, and he can be like, oh, well, I had something similar, like, he's, he's going to have a better read on it than, I mean, obviously the team doctor is going to have a better read on it than anybody, but right. CJ is going to have a better read on it than, like, any of us media members who are speculating or, you know, anybody who doesn't really have it, so... He him him acting like he's gonna be out for a while, that's actually Yeah, sure. he
0: just kinda of mentioned it and it's just like that's underscores even more yeah. like what how troubling their season has been so far. No Zach Collins, now Scalabus here we just don't know. He wasn't in the locker room. Rodney Hood had already gone home by the time we got into the locker room. Uh Yusuf Nurkic, see him in March, February. We are you going to see pa- No, I mean we'll see him. He looks nice in his jeans and his sport coat. He's but... always
1: very, I had him for two I covered him for two years in Chicago. He's a very good dresser.
0: Yeah, so there you go. He's he looks um he looks like your cool uncle or something like that. Um but I mean the losses are mounting, the injuries are mounting. Is give I asked Dame this, I want to ask you, what's your concern level with the Portland Trailblazers as of right now? It is November 8th, 2019. Where how concerned are you?
1: One to ten, I'm
0: about a six. Six, and so so what does that mean? So wh-
1: that means I mean they, I could, I mean I guess they've got Toronto Wednesday. Toronto's pretty good. Uh, like Atlanta, they, sh- they should be able to beat Atlanta on Sunday.
0: We'll see. And
1: then they're in Sacramento on Tuesday. They should be able, like, they, if they can win the next three, if they can get back to five hundred.
0: Yeah, when does and where does your concern level go if they get back to five hundred? Then I'm then I'm like
1: okay if that if they can just they just they basically just need to tread water. To, to me, to me, what they need to do is they need to tread water, stay like around five hundred until December fifteenth, which is when a lot of players who signed this summer are eligible to be traded, and then that opens up a lot of because like I, I'm I'm sure you know I'm sure Neil O'Shea is watching the same thing that we're watching. Yeah. He knows that like this roster as it is like they need to. There's another move they need to be made. Absolutely. And once. We get to December fifteenth, and like guys are more able to be traded, and all those kind of restrictions are lifted. I think he's going to be pretty aggressive in trying to make some sort of. I don't know whether that's going to be Whiteside or Baysmore. Or- uh,
0: you're legally obligated to talk about Kevin Love if you talk about trades uh, yeah. on the Blazers podcast, so you have to just mention that. Then he will call Cleveland and get rejected on a Kevin Love deal. <laughs> right,
1: but, but but he's going to come. But the, but he, but
0: then he, but then he's going to say afterwards
1: they came so close. To so close, so close. But I think I think if they can just tread water until they can make a trade they're fine. But if they have another week like this and they get to five or six games below 500, then maybe you're starting to look at, okay, maybe this playoff thing isn't going to happen this year.
0: Yeah, I I think they're, right now they've moved from team that is likely to challenge for a top four playoff seed to team that is likely to challenge for a top eight playoff seed. Challenge
1: Um, for, I mean, if they can get into the playoffs, that's...
0: Yeah, I mean, there's 10 playoff teams in the West if the Suns are actually good.
1: And I kind of think the Suns are actually
0: Yeah, so it's, it's not going to be super easy. Um, we haven't talked about the sort of elephant in the room yet. Hassan Whiteside. That's what I want to talk about in the second segment. But before we get there, I want to tell all my listeners about MyBookie. Pro and college ball are tipping off, and there's no better way to feel part of the action than to have a stake in the game with MyBookie.ag. So... You guys like basketball, you're listening to Locked On Blazers. Use that basketball knowledge to prove you have what it takes at mybookie.ag where they make it easy to play and even easier to get paid. If you really want to support your team, don't just sit on the sidelines. Get in the game with mybookie.ag. And if you join right now, mybookie will double your first deposit. Use promo code LOCKEDONNBA, that's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N-N-B-A to activate the offer. Promo code LOCKEDONNBA to double your cash. Visit mybookie.ag today. You play, you win, you get paid. All right, Sean, we have to talk about Hassan Whiteside because he's really the biggest story of this whole season. Damian Lowe looks like an MVP. CJ McCollum's in a shooting slump. But the Blazers traded a lot of their depth to add this a tall gentleman to shore up their defense. I'm not sure that's happened, and he's bad on offense too. Is this what you expected? Like, where, where... Where on sort of the Whiteside spectrum do you land? Is this is this the exact performance you inspected? Are you stunned? Like where are you at?
1: We kind of knew what Hassan Whiteside was. This is this is kind of what he is. He's basically uh, I've heard you know some you know Blazers fans and you know people in our circles who have who I've been like talking to about this over the last week or so. The name JJ Hickson has come up a lot. In terms oh, of, ho, ho, like, the kind of a, a guy who you know he has great counting stats. He puts up a double double all the time, and I guess the difference is that Whiteside gets blocks too. But like. He's, de- you know, it's de- it's definitely very very much like you can say, hey, like if you're you know a like casual fan, you're like, oh, he's got great counting stats. He puts up, you know, like twenty points and fifteen rebounds every game. But you know what he, he, I feel like he just, you know, he hurts them more defensively than he helps them. I mean, he does get a lot of blocks, but he also is out of position all the time. He kind of sells out for those blocks. He loves to he loves to chase blocks, miss, misses rotations, all that kind of stuff. It's and. This is just kind of who Hassan Whiteside is. And I mean, it's, I mean, there, there's a reason his value was as low as it was this right. summer. And, you know, the, Miami was trying to give him away. It, it, they literally
0: gave away a first-round pick to get, like, to facilitate this. Yeah. They, they had to give the Clippers a first-round pick to move money around. Yeah. Obviously, they yeah. had Jimmy Butler intentions. But still, like, they gave up a first to end up not having Hassan Whiteside on the team. That's that's something. And this is all we
1: I mean I guess I guess if if you were going into the season optimistic and I actually wrote a call about this a uh, bleach report over the summer like around the time they did this. That's training. a plug
0: y'all. That's a professional.
1: I'm dude, I've been doing this for a long time. I used to actually host a podcast on the Locked on network. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's on, a Locked on Bulls when Network. I was, when I was on the Bulls beat, but yes. So and I mean I think the if you wanted to take the optimistic argument about this acquisition it's just looking at the Blazers' track record of guys who maybe didn't have the greatest reputations, and I mean, Yusuf Nurkic is kind of the right. obvious one. Denver was so desperate to get rid of Nurkic at that point.
0: They gave up a first round pick to him get a in, Yeah. First round pick
1: for that trade, even though Nurkic was even at the time a more talented player than Mason Plumlee. They just wanted out of that con, get, wanted to get rid of him so badly that they gave up a pick. And then Nurkic comes here, turns his career around, and until that leg injury, he was thriving. And so you kind of think, okay, if there's any culture in the league, in any organization, in any locker room where Whiteside who maybe didn't have the greatest reputation in Miami and maybe had some bad habits is going to go and turn things around especially in the contract year it's going to be here so if it's going to work for him anywhere it's going to work here but no nah, he's kind of been about what he's been the last few years in Miami with you know he puts up good numbers if you have him on your fantasy team i'm sure you're a fan of his but it's just he, he doesn't really contribute a lot to winning basketball
0: yeah and and my thing is that in game 8 of the NBA season on national television against the presumed title favorites in the mm-hmm. Clippers, he didn't play hard in the first half to the point where Damian Lillard was yelling at him in the huddle. Obviously, we know TNT just ripped him apart at halftime. Um, if you guys didn't see that, just Google Charles Barkley Rips Apart. It's on Whiteside. He really, really went in after him.
1: And the, I've, I really enjoyed our, our, our friend Ben Goliver tweeted out this quote afterwards uh, last night. In LA, where you know they asked him about the TNT stuff, and Hassan Whiteside basically, his quote was like, "Yeah, well, we knew Shaq was going to be hating because uh, Damian Lillard killed him in a rap battle." It's like, dude, you, you gotta have a little bit more self awareness than
0: that. Yeah, he, that's not his his best skill. My, my, what I I guess my biggest concern about Hassan Whiteside is he kind of is who I thought he was going to be. Um, if you guys listen to this podcast. Uh, you know that I've mostly been skeptical of what he could bring. Uh, I thought maybe for the reasons that Sean highlighted that the Blazers could maybe milk the most out of him. But I was always skeptical of of what he was, and and really was underscoring the fact that Yusuf Nurkic was awesome, and the chances that Hassan Whiteside could approach that level of awesome was very slim. But what my my thing that really concerns me is that he has an unlimited leash because they don't have other options. Like Scalabusier is like. A reasonable facsimile, but he, but he still gets pushed around. He gets killed on the glass. Gets killed on the glass, and then the Blazers just don't have any bigs left. Anthony Tolliver is unplayable. Uh, you know, he Tolliver didn't start tonight. Terry Stotts went with Mario Hazonia. and Tolliver really kind of dropped out of the rotation. The guy who got in the rotation, who we'll talk about in the third segment, is Nazir Little. But
1: so, do you think maybe I? know They have an open roster spot. They only have fourteen on the roster. I realize they probably don't want to go, like, super deep into luxury tax. They're probably not going to... Like, King Noah couldn't help them.
0: Yeah, I, I think they would be better served getting a four, someone who could play next to Whiteside, just because how slim they are. Like, getting another true five uh-huh. almost exacerbates the problem. They don't play Scal and Whiteside together, so then you get a third guy who can't play with those two. Like... I,
1: if Zach Collins hadn't gotten hurt, they'd be fine because you can play Collins the four or the five. Right. And you can play different combinations. And it, not, that that injury was just a killer.
0: Yeah, they set up the whole roster for Zach to play thirty minutes a night. Yeah. Um, that was clearly the plan. The way Olshae built this was like Zach's my guy. He's going to play thirty minutes a night. He can be the anchor. Um, and in an incredibly small sample size, we saw that worked pretty well. Um, their advanced numbers are incredible. It's pretty meaningless in the two and a half games they played together. But and now he's had four months. Right. Yeah, and I don't think he'll play again this year if I had to guess.
1: Well, they said four months and so it's Reevaluated no, so it's, it in four months. Right, and so it's November now, so that's March. Right. And so I mean if they're if they're like well out of the playoffs. Chance right but and
0: if they're close and he gets reevaluated, do you think that they rush him back and put him in a dangerous situation in the no, highest leverage games of the season I don't like think they
1: i don't think they i mean maybe it depends on if we you, don't know if, we don't well know. then the, the other variable is also like if nurk is back by then or like what if, you know what or like what if they make a trade like what if you know Maybe not Kevin Love because I don't think they have enough to get him. But what well, if they do you mention like, it, like, Ding Ding? <laughs> well, no, I was just trying to be you know get the obligation. Yeah, yeah, yeah it. thank you. I what if it. They, you know if they end up trading for like let's say Danilo Gallinari is another right. guy whose name gets thrown around. If you have a guy like that who is a starting caliber power forward who you can play, then you have a lot less of an incentive to Absolutely. rush him back, and you have somebody else who you can put out there, and, 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 and the hole isn't as is gaping.
0: Yeah, I, I think we I think we're of the same mind here that Blazers mm-hmm. need help. Whiteside is a problem but a predictable problem. Sure. I think that he might get a little bit better, but I think what we have seen here is who he is. Is that fair? Like there's Absolutely. not like even if you believe in the Blazers magic, I don't think he's making a dramatic turn.
1: I mean what you see has always been what you get with this Tom Whiteside. I mean you, you there are situations you can put him in where he's gonna look better than he and, and there's a situation where you can put him in where he's going to look worse, but this is the player that he is. And I don't, you know, there's, no, there's not, there was never going to be any kind of dramatic, uh, you know, transformation of what kind of a player Hassan Whiteside is. It's just only a matter of like, oh, well, can we put him in situations where his weaknesses get covered up by other players? If Zach Collins is on the floor with him, that is a situation where, you know, you can maximize Whiteside's strength and maybe minimize his weaknesses, but obviously that's out the window.
0: Yeah, you know? it's tough. So, because of all the Blazers injuries, they're now mixing and matching. We saw some wild combinations, and I want to talk about that in the third segment. We saw some new groupings tonight. Some young guys getting a chance, and I want to ask you: Is is now the time for the weird youth movement game? It'll be game ten on Sunday. Are we are we ready for seventy two games of youth, Sean?
1: This year, little and uh, and Anthony. I mean, Simon is already like pretty well established himself. Like he's their first the guard off the bench. He's and especially now, you know, now, if, now if, if Hood is going to be out for a little bit, then maybe we're going to see a little bit more of that three-guard lineup with Dame CJ and Simons, and, you know, Terry seems like he's liked what he's seen from that. Simons obviously provides a lot of scoring punch off the bench. I wonder if he's going to maybe move into the starting lineup at some point. I just mess around with some stuff. I was impressed with Nasir Little overall tonight.
0: Yeah, so Nasir Little came in after Rodney Hood went down with back spasms, um, and Ken Bazemore's kind of been a mess Um in the sort of battle for most disappointing Blazer, he's on the list.
1: He looked pretty good defensively. He just, he
0: just can't he's, score. He's like hitting it. he, and it's like it's really hard to play a guy who can't score uh, next to Damon C.J., C. Turner, Evan. And um, so so with with this shortening bench, with just sort of the the their last couple of days spiraling out of control, we got to see a little bit of Nazir Little. He, he came and played mostly power forward in a small group. This was against the Nets. Um, I will say that he surpassed any of my reasonable expectations. Massive dunk. Yeah, uh, he, he had a couple
1: of big dunks. Pl-
0: played with energy. A couple is, of
1: nice defensive plays. He had a block. Is
0: uh, he a is he a solution? Can you play him?
1: Well, if you're already like counting on a guy who had this was tonight was literally his first meaningful NBA minutes of his career. He experience. played two so minutes I, against the Kings. Right, right, it right. didn't this, matter. This was his this was his first like actual NBA minutes in a game that actually was in doubt. Like, I mean. The thing is, he 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 looked pretty good overall tonight, especially for like what is essentially his debut for all intents and purposes. But. He yeah, also I mean, he got burned a couple times defensively. Terry even pointed it out afterwards like yeah he, he got burned a he couple yanked left. him with
0: about two two minutes and 45 and, seconds and left after getting right. beat on consecutive plays and
1: he's a rookie that's gonna happen like most most rookies are bad like that's just kind of a that reality is the of, the real rule of thumb is yeah, like, like most of them are bad most most rookies are bad like even the guys who end up being good like it takes them a while to really you know get up to the speed of the NBA game like that's just you know Anthony Simons didn't play basically at all last year for a reason
0: yeah and even when he looks good you can tell that he has some struggles
1: right like he hasn't he hasn't been there before and it's the kind of stuff you expect I think if the blazers are relying too heavily on Nasir Little that's a problem what's too, what's too to, heavily more than what he gave him tonight cuz so to he play played like 12 minutes tonight minutes, we have a you have know, books around here somewhere but
0: and it, so he played about 12 minutes let's right. say, we'll just call it 12
1: right Play, you know 12 minutes give him a little bit of energy in some of those second units uh make a couple of defensive plays you know he had a couple late like, like what he did tonight i think is like the maximum of like what you can reasonably expect to get out of a Nasir Little game this season. What is appropriate
0: like, to ask Nasir Little to right, do? Right, exactly.
1: Like, like if, if, you're, if you're good looking at him and saying, hey, you need to be, like, now suddenly you need to be a 20-point scorer, you're setting him up to fail.
0: So, yeah, he, 19 points. He was 3 of 5 from the floor, made both his free throws, finished with 8 points. 19 points? 19 minutes, okay, excuse I me. Say, sorry, say, sorry, sorry. Yeah, yeah, he didn't have that. Um, only... Um, yeah, it was a mess. But eight points in 19 minutes, three boards, a steal, a block, and four fouls, two of them in the final three minutes that uh, ended up getting him yanked. One kind of a phantom foul, and the other he just got caught and gave... Well, co- that was a that
1: Terry challenged.
0: Yeah, and got it wrong somehow. But, so yeah, I think I agree with you. I guess I want to ask more specifically, would you play Nazir Little over Anthony Tolliver? Yeah. Me too.
1: I, I mean, t- Tolliver, you know, as much as... You know, you you understand why they brought him in. You know, for all kind of the, you know all the quote unquote like veteran savvy, all this stuff. He is not an NBA rotation player. He can't he play anymore at this point. He can't, can't
0: play. play. And I Terry really likes him. He trusts his instincts. He likes his. He thinks. He appreciates like he's in the right place on defense. Well, he understands. Well, he's, he un- not
1: he's a smart. He's really smart guy. Yeah, it's like knows. he
0: stayed in the league because he knows how to do yeah. this type of thing. Pick up a new system. Learn the new system. Remember, he
1: had that. I mean, that's why they. That's literally why they brought him in because they wanted somebody who isn't going to make mistakes. He just you know he can't. He's physically he just doesn't have it
0: anymore. No, he can't get himself yeah. open. He can't shoot. He played five minutes tonight. Missed his only shot. Um, would you play? So, Little and Hazonia got about the same amount of time tonight.
1: I think I'd probably still... Yeah,
0: I think Hazonia's a better option, right? Hazonia has
1: actually been pretty good defensively. Defensively, he's been useful. And then, you know, he has some... Like, he he, he can handle the ball. The shooting is a disaster. He's... By the way, can we can we just talk about that one sequence of Hiszonya? Okay, <laughs> yeah. Let's
0: close the podcast talking there about the maybe, great nightmare of our lives.
1: Honestly, that was only the second most and worthy sequence of Mario Hiszonya in the last 24 hours. Yeah, he's done, had a tough that time. That turnover man. that he had against the Clippers last night, but he gets you know he he misses a layup. He gets the rebound. Well, he, didn't. He, he got And a, then he, he gets rim checked on a wide open layup, and then he gets the rebound, and then he gets blocked.
0: Yeah. So he got a steal, right? He got a steal, got down to the open floor, drove two on one to the rim threw it on the underside of the rim, gathered his own rebound. You're like, way to go, bud. Good hustle. Smokes a unguarded layup. By that time, the Nets recover, and then Jared Allen blocked the shot. A truly a masterpiece. That was iconic. That
1: was just yeah. an incredible tactic. Yeah,
0: um, if... If the Blazers season would be summed up in any way, is that Dame had 60 and one of his teammates smoked three layups on one play. <laughs> that sounds about <laughs> right.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's like this is like Dame's equivalent of some of those Cavs teams that LeBron dragged to the finals. Yeah, in um, the West, like dragging this Blazers team to the playoffs in the West is the equivalent of LeBron dragging the 2007 Cavs to the finals in the East. Yeah,
0: that's a little Antoine uh, Jameson. No, I'm talking about, about 2007. It. I'm talking about like like
1: Sasha Powell
0: Oh uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, that group.
1: Yeah. Larry Hughes. Yeah. Yeah.
0: All right, Sean, I really appreciate you coming in, hanging out in this weird closet in the Motor Center. You got anything you want to plug before you get out of here?
1: No, I'm just, you know, I'm writing for Bleacher Report. I got some cool stuff coming up. Uh, I, you know, don't, don't know a lot of, you know, specifics about dates and stuff, but, you know, just follow me on Twitter at hiking. Whenever I have something up, I will tweet it out. Yeah, that's how you can find it.
0: Yeah, fo- follow them on social meds. Also, do me a favor. Social meds. <laughs> Yeah, I said it.
1: Okay. All right. Is that where we're going?
0: Do me a favor, guys. Tell your friends about Lockdown Blazers. Tell them they can find it wherever they already get podcasts. That's Google, Apple, Stitcher, and Spotify. The Blazers have more drama coming, including Sunday's game against the Hawks. In a couple games early next week, I'll have podcasts following those. I really appreciate guys listening. Talk to you soon.